What's up? What's up? Welcome to another episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel. I am your host, Daniel, and this is my co-host, Matt. What's up, Matt? What's going on, Daniel? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'll, I'll, I'll be a lot more better after I finish my first cup of coffee. Hmm. I hear you. Got I caffeine hear you. in there, you know. I'm, I'm doing matcha. My, yeah? How's that? <laughs> it's not it's, good. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. I don't like it. It's not good. Hey, Dan, you remember the good old days? The good old days, yes. What's what's like oh your favorite? Like you, I was when I was a kid. I, I heard you know stories about the good old days. You know your parents, your grandparents tell you stuff like that, and I thought I'm never gonna be that person. I'm uh. never ever gonna be like well back when I was a kid. See, and then I had kids, and I found myself yeah. saying it, and I used to get so upset at myself when I did. I that. feel like the old man that's like, well, back in my day, we didn't have electronics. <laughs> we drank from the water hose. <laughs> that's why we played outside <laughs> and climbed a tree. <laughs> That's what we did. What What was your favorite oh part about the good old days? Like, you know, what's What's your fondest memory? You of? You know what I miss, man. The good old days. Saturday morning cartoons. Saturday morning cartoons. Like that doesn't happen anymore at all. I, I don't know anybody that does that anymore. Well, because because you can just you can just right. stream them whenever you want. Yeah, that's like you just waited for Saturday to come. Like that was kind of like the highlight of the week. Right. Saturday morning, turn that that tube on. Yeah, the tube. I mean, see, I, I'm old. <laughs> Dude. I, I watch Amazing World of Gumball twenty four seven, so it doesn't even it doesn't even have to be Saturday morning. Yeah, I I, re- I like I miss the, yeah. the toys. The toys are like really cool now. And when I had kids, I thought, oh man, it's an opportunity, it's an excuse for me to play with toys again. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then like neither one of my kids really was excited about like playing with like wrestling figures or Star Wars figures or or superhero figures, and it really bummed me out. And yeah. uh, if I'm being honest with you, though. Uh, what we're kind of going to be covering today is this idea behind the good old days, because if I really took the time and I wrote some stuff down about the good old days, the good old days weren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> the good old days weren't that great. And that's why stuff didn't stay the way that it was. Yeah. And so today we're going to be talking about that new new. That new new. We're going to be talking about that new new that it, we're going to be we're going to be coming to you from Isaiah 43. And um, a lot of people you know, preachers, teachers, Christians, believers uh, can quote you Isaiah 43, 19, yeah. right? Isaiah 43, 19 is, is this, behold, I am doing a new thing and now it springs forth. Do not perceive it. I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And then we have a runaway and, and everything is awesome because it's such a great scripture. Mm-hmm. But I remember um Back in April, having this chicken scratch gospel moment, which is crazy because you had I did too. Like God kind of brought you to the same scripture yes. April of this this uh, 2020 season and brought you the same scripture, which is crazy. Yes, I even like I wrote it down on a sticky note and put it up on my my mirror in my bathroom, um, and I held on to that because that was that was kind of a season where it was just kind of like. Um, st- at a standstill. Yeah. Didn't really know what God was doing. Was a little uncertain, but I was trusting him. It was kind of yeah. hard to do that. And then he gives me this scripture. Um, and what I love about this scripture is um, he says, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And that's kind of what really, really stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And see, for me, he, he took me to Isaiah 43 and, and I got not just 19, but 18. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in 18, it says, the prophet Isaiah says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Yeah. Boom, into 19, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Yeah. And, you know, when we think about these common phrases that kind of can get us stuck, 
in the in the past. I just got finished encouraging a group um, here recently, you know, not to allow the spirit of stuck to take you over. Yeah. You know, you don't want to get caught up in the spirit of stuck because common phrases like like remember the good old days and man, I remember when and back in my day, things like that. Uh, whether you think that you know you're an old head or the people that say things like that are an old head. Everybody has their own preference. And so everybody at this point in time, no matter where you are, these are either your good, your good old days, or you are at a place where you can say, I remember when, or I remember those days, but it's common phrases like that. They get us stuck in believing that the past was a better situation than our future, especially when you're in the middle of like a tumultuous present. Like when you're in the middle of a crazy present, you sometimes it's hard to look to the future. And so you try to look back, man, you remember, you remember when, um, yeah, you remember those good old days. And the truth is most of the good old days weren't that good. Yeah. <laughs> they just weren't, man. I could tell you a number of day yeah. <laughs> in the yeah. past of mine that were not that great. Right. Yeah. I've had, I've had some crazy days in the past, man. And, and I find myself doing that sometimes too. Like, man, I remember those days. And when you start really start thinking about it, you're like, what was happening during that time? Oh yeah, that happened. And that, yeah, it wasn't so great after all, but, but it, it kind of feels like it was great, you know? Right. When you, when you think about it, then you start thinking in depth, you're like, oh, that wasn't too great. You know? And if I would have stayed there, it would have been even worse. <laughs> yeah. Is it, I wonder too, is, is it because the past is something that we know and the future has yet to be revealed. And so we're a little nervous about that. Like what it, you know, we find ourselves in this place where we're like, well, I don't know what's going to happen in the future because nobody saw right. 2020 coming. Nobody saw the Rona coming. Nobody saw this lot, you know, the lockdowns, or the, the shelter in places, none of that stuff coming. And so sometimes it's just easier to remember the past than it is to consider the future, especially when you're looking through the lens of the present. It's just it's just yeah. easier. Yeah, it just is. Is I think also um, we're prone to the past we're prone to want to hold on to the past because it's comfortable yeah because it's what it is what we know it's what we we've seen before um it's what we can uh be familiar with what we can you know mm. and so when we go to the unknown um it's uncomfortable and it's uncertain and so it's easier to stay in the past because yeah. we know that and so i think we're prone to want to go back to that um i think even like a lot of people are like wishing 2020 didn't happen and they're wishing like they can, you know, just scratch this year. Um, why can't things be the way they were with all these new, you know, laws and policies and rules and all this stuff. But if you really think about it, I'm going to mess everybody up right now. Okay, go ahead. Let's go. Because if you really think about it, um, what has 2020 taught us? You know, did it have a purpose? It, I guess it's perspective because I believe that God is doing something new. Yeah. In this crazy time right now where right. we can we can say, man, I wish we can go back to 2019 or not even 2019, just the way things were like uh, online school and all this stuff. Like, I wish we could just things could be the same. And they say, like, things aren't going to be the same anymore. You know, they'll never be the same. Yeah. Do we want the same, though? Is that if it is the same, are we growing? Are we learning? Are we being innovative? Are, are we being creative? Are we allowing God to take us to another level in 2021? Yeah. You know, um, I think that God is using this for his glory, man. Yeah, God, I mean, we yeah. know we know this to be true about God, that, you know, God doesn't waste anything. Right. He doesn't waste anything. And and for a number of years, uh, I've, I've told any team that I've had the pleasure or privilege to serve with or lead, 
this truth, and that's that God doesn't do good yeah. twice. He doesn't do good twice. God always, he's interested in greater. He's interested in better. He's interested in more than. And so if you haven't experienced good yet, yeah, it's coming. Or if you feel like what God, I don't understand all this, all this season, all this year to me has just been bad. Okay. Well maybe, maybe this year could be a year where, where you, instead of look at the circumstances, looking at the circumstances around you, you can, posture yourself and just pursue God in the midst of just the craziness, man. Mm. Um, because yeah. it is, it is so easy to look back and want those former right. things. But this is why I believe God has invited us to forget the former things. Yeah. You know, and the, 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 the people of Israel did that man in the Bible, you know, here Moses delivers them out of slavery Right. And in, in Exodus and, and there's, you know, these millions of people, get, you know, leaving Egypt, leaving bondage, leaving slavery and they get out in the wilderness. They're they're on their way headed to God's promised land. And what do they say? Oh, man, you brought us out here to the desert to die. We about to die. There weren't enough graves in Egypt. Do you remember the leaks? In Egypt, like they started talking about all the good things, which you've never craved a leek in your life. You've never, cra- it's like a little onion. It's like a, it just, for those of you that are like a leek, what is that? It's, it's like a kind of like an onion little deal. You have never just gone, you know what I need right now? You know what sounds delicious? An onion. I, I need, I need to add, what would make this meal right now? And, and, and it's them kind of, Having this perspective or looking through this lens of, of just, of just uh, absence of knowing where they're headed or what the future holds. Never mind the fact that a Red Sea parted. <laughs> Never mind the fact that they had been in bondage for hundreds of years and they had just been set free. They want to go back to what they know right? because they're nervous about. That's great. I actually wrote that in my notes too. I brought up the the children of Israel in the desert. Let's go. Because they missed the promise, man. They they right. missed it. God was doing something. He delivered them. They were in the desert. They're in the wilderness. God had a promise for them to, to possess the land. Yeah. And they missed it, man. They did. So a lot of them didn't even get there. Moses didn't even get there. And so you think about this, and as it relates to now, are we missing what God's doing in this season? Mm. Um, Kerry Newhoff, he's a great, great uh, leader. He has a podcast, Kerry Newhoff po- podcast, leadership co- podcast. He says, if if the, as a church and, and leaders and pastors of the church, if we go back to what we were doing after this, then we missed it. We missed what God was trying to was trying to do in this season. Mm. Um, we can no longer do what we've done in the past, and I think that's what twenty twenty brought to us yeah. was this kind of realization of like God is doing something new. If we go back to doing church and community the way we did. It's not going to work because God is is bringing us into a new season, yeah. Um, and He wants us to experience Him in a deeper level, at a deeper level with church and, and corporately. And so, I believe, man, like this is the time for that new new. You know, yeah. definitely. Yeah, absolutely. That new new, and I and I love Newhoff as well. And he's he's kind of been on the forefront of um, of kind of the digital age yeah. of church. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's always kind of been considering or, or doing things that maybe not everybody has done. He's like a big, big, big advocate of, of online church and mm-hmm. figuring all that stuff out. And so yeah. when all this stuff was happening, Newhoff was like, I told you guys there was, yeah. <laughs> there was yeah. some good stuff to be had here. And now it, while in, in the meantime, like, you know, people are scrambling, he's, he's a great resource 
so for those pastors that are out there listening, man, if you don't listen to Newhoff's podcast, look him up, yeah. give him a listen. Um, but God is definitely utilizing the season that we're in to bring to bring something new out, to develop something new in his church, yes. And and if you see something new happening in your church or maybe you don't feel like nothing new is happening around you or whatever, maybe God is trying to do something new in you. But in order to get to that new, in order to fully experience and immerse yourself in that new, you have got to forget yeah. the former things. Yeah. You know, do do not remember not the former things nor the things of the past. In other words, do you we cannot hear me now, we cannot become a prisoner of any moment. We should be present in every moment, but we cannot become a prisoner of any moment because sometimes it's not the failures that we think about or want to go back to that make the past so great. Sometimes it's because things are working and things are vibing. And so we're like, we need to just, man, what about that thing that was working and that thing that was vibing? Let's go back and do that. Nah, man, because it might not be the season to do that anymore. We need to look to the next thing. And so we can't become a prisoner of any moment. Yeah. And wasn't this the story of the gospel, man? This is this is the big picture, the story of the gospel of Jesus. Mm. Jesus came on the scene to do a new thing. Yeah. What did the people want? They didn't want the new thing. Right. They were stuck on the old. You know, they were stuck on the law. They were stuck on religion. They were stuck on, you know, the, the customs and the traditions and the sacrament. Like, like they were stuck there. Yeah. And when Jesus came to bring the kingdom here, they rejected it. Um, for so many years, this has been going on, but Jesus, he didn't come to get rid of the law. The Bible says he came to fulfill it. Yeah. Right? It, was, it, it became obsolete, which meant that he came to bring something better. So I would add, it's time for new and better. Okay? God wants new and better for us. Yeah. You know? So we're so so he's after the new the new and improved. The new and improved. Yes. He's doing And he's it, doing. and it was better cuz Jesus came, died on the cross, gave us life, gave us freedom, gave us access to the Father like it was a better new covenant. Yeah. For all of us. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah, and c- I mean, yeah, speaking of something new, right, that Jesus did and I love that you brought up the fact that, you know, everybody was kind of caught up in in trying to and it what what they were doing was they were they were busy trying. They were trying yeah. to fulfill yeah. this law, right? They were trying to keep these these traditions and these ordinances. Uh, and Jesus did do something new, like you said. He said, "I didn't come to abolish the law; I, I came to fulfill it." And so he was the first one that actually was able to just fulfill it. He was like, yeah. "How about this? Here's something new. Yeah. I'm gonna all those things that you're trying to do. I did it." Yeah. <laughs> I did it. No big, no big deal. I'm not trying to say anything other than the fact that I am the son of God. God sent me to fulfill this law so that I can bring you into a new covenant so that you don't have to struggle with trying to fulfill this because, you know, we, we talk about like the 10 commandments are good. You shouldn't murder. You shouldn't, you shouldn't, uh, you know, covet your neighbor's wife. You shouldn't, you should honor your, 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 you should honor your mother and father, all those things. But Jesus kind of showed us that like, yeah, but you guys can't do that. Because you may not have ever laid your hands on somebody and killed them, but if you've ever had anger in your heart towards somebody that wasn't a righteous anger, guess what, man? If you've ever had anger in your heart towards your brother, you killed him. Mm-hmm. You killed him already. And Jesus was letting us know right then like these, that these commandments were not made for you to look at and go, 
I need to fulfill those. Those commandments were made for you to look towards them and for us to go, there's no way that I can do this. I need God. They, they were created to point us to a God that could help us because we can't. Yeah. You know, he can help us into the new and improved. Yeah. Yeah. So good, man. I, I asked this question, like, could it be that um, God has a promise for us, but we're so stuck in the prison of the past? Um, I think of going back to the children of Israel. They had a promise, but they were so stuck. They wanted to go. They actually wanted to go back to Egypt. Yeah. Like, Moses, we want to go back to Egypt. Yeah. We don't even want to be here anymore. Yeah. Like, Moses was a little, he was, a, he might've been upset enough that I'll turn this whole caravan around man. if you guys don't. Dude, Mo Moses has some mad patience, man, for these guys. Man, I would have been like, what? You saw a sea <laughs> part? You saw, like, you saw all these miracles. You want to go back over there? Like, that was just insane. And they're like, yep. <laughs> yes, take us back. Yeah. But, but they, they didn't see the promise, man. And God has a promise for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And if we're stuck in the prison of the past and, and doing things the old way, we'll never experience, we'll never get there. You know, we'll never experience the promise that God has for us. And mm. so if you're out there and you're holding on to something from the past um, and it's it's weighing on you, it may be that you can't move to the to the future because you're stuck in the past and you and you you'll never get to that place of promise if you cannot let go of that prison of the past. Yeah, the past will keep you from the promise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The past will keep you from the promise. Like, yeah, if you're if you're out there and you're listening, man, it really, like, I guess the question would be, what what is it? Mm -hmm. What is it that you're holding on to? What is it that you're looking back toward that is keeping you from maybe missing the promise? What in your past is keeping you from missing your promise? You know, and, and what's keeping you from trusting God that the next season that he brings you into is going to be greater than the last because he's teaching you something in the midst of the present. Mm -hmm. You know, he's trying to, he's trying to bring you into the new and improve that new, new. Yeah. And I, I often do this, man. I, I always ask myself, Lord, what are you trying to teach me? Let allow the past to be a, a history lesson. Mm -hmm. That's what history is for, right? That's why we have a, a, a book with That's right. all these stories that God has given us. Because those <laughs> who do not know history are doomed <laughs> to repeat it. Right. And so Andy's nodding his head because he loves his history. <laughs> so what are those things? Like we look back, we're like, okay, like I experienced that. I'm not gonna hold on to it. Lord, what do you want me to learn through it though? Yeah. Lord, what are you teaching me through what I've been through? Because everything that we've gone through, it's a it's a lesson to be learned. It's, it's a process of growth. Yeah. And so if we didn't learn something from the past, um, then we're not moving forward. There's always something. If we're repeating, like you said, the same mistakes, then we're not growing. We're not getting to a place where God's like, I have this for you, but you keep repeating the same things that you're doing. You yeah. know, you keep doing the same things that you're doing. Like those things are not going to work anymore because I have something new. Um, so if we can't look back to the past and, and use it for good and use it to teach us, um, then we're never going to get to the place where God's trying to take us. Yeah, that's so good, man. And, and it kind of, it also makes me consider, um, you know, back in, in John 15, when Jesus is teaching about the true vine and he's saying, you know, I'm the true vine, you're the branches We're you know, you, we're called to bear fruit, right? We're called to bear fruit. And, and God is God. The father is the vine dresser. He's the farmer, if you will, what farmer that, you know, 
after having a great harvest, looks at the, into the future and goes, man, this is, this is the best apple I will ever experience. This is the best harvest I will ever, like no farmer just goes, well, that, you remember that apple that one time? <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. That was yeah. awesome. No, what happens? You, you know, you, you have to do, uh, you have to do your due diligence to, to ensure that you're going to continue to bear fruit, right? And so sometimes you got to be rough with fruit trees. You got to be rough with the tree, or you got you have to prune and prune. The the seasons of pruning um, are not seasons of bearing fruit. They're seasons of preparing you to bear fruit in the future. Mm-hmm. When you prune something, you're pruning it because you're teaching it how you want it to grow. Right. And so in the middle of this season, if you're like, man, I don't see any fruit right now. Okay, then let God, the vine dresser, let God, yeah. the father prune you because maybe he's just trying to teach you and coach you in the way that he desires the fruit to develop in your life for the next season for when the harvest time comes. Amen. Amen. Dude, I, I have some advice here. Go. <laughs> I want to hear. I want to. Okay. I'm ready. This is, this is going to. This is actually speaking to me right here. This is for me too. God is a relational God. He's a relational God. He's He wants relationship with us. He's our Father. Mm-hmm. Um, very relational. If, if it's not relational, then it's not God because that's who He is. Um, God wants us to ex- experience new things, not the old things. I believe when I look at my relationship with my family, um, with my wife, I always ask the Lord, like, lead me in my relationship, lead me in my marriage. Um, even for myself as a husband, I can't keep doing the same old things that I've always done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, God, I, I actually got convicted of this today because I was like, man, I need to, we need to go on a date night. Like, I need to take my wife on a date again. We've been so busy, things happening, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, I'll just take her to Smitten or something. We'll go have coffee and... Or maybe we'll just go to, she likes this place, I'll take her there. And I was just thinking about, nothing was just feeling right, like, I'll take her here, she likes that. And then I just felt like, do something new. Take her somewhere new. Yeah. Do something new. Yeah. Surprise her with something new. And I kind of got convicted, because I was like, I'm trying to just do these old things and the same things, and like, I'm going to take her just for the sake of, I need to go take her on a date, right? Yeah. But then I just started thinking, do something new, do something exciting, something she's never done because God is into the business of new. Mm-hmm. And I believe like God even wants us to do that in our relationships. Cause as we grow and we develop, like I can't do the same things I did with my kids when they were, you know, nine years old and now they're teenagers. Like it has to be something different. It has to be yeah. new cause we're constantly growing. So I think newness is healthy for us. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually a, um, I'm a small town boy, man. Like I grew up in small towns. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like big cities. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not my go-to at all. So when we moved to Bakersfield, and Bakersfield's not much that big, but when we moved to Bakersfield, that was a huge step for me. Like I thought I was gonna live in in a small town, you know, Wasco forever. Right. You know, get on the city council there, maybe. You know, <laughs> retire there. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I thought I was gonna stay there. I love the small town. You walk out, neighbors playing with each other. You know, kids playing. Go to the park, walk the door. I mean, everybody knows everybody in right. a small town. Right. But um, when God called us to Bakersfield to do ministry, um, mm. it was a tough thing for me. But it had it had to to be one of those things where I stepped out in faith. 
and was okay with the new because right. I was comfortable with where I was at. I didn't want to experience something bigger and new. And But what I found out was when I stepped out in faith and came, God stretched me as well. Um, God grew, you know, my, my skills, my abilities and, and leadership and all that stuff. Like yeah. God equipped me for what he had for me next. I think if, if we don't take the, the step of faith to go into the new, we're never really going to experience what God fully has for us, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I love that you brought the relationship in it, you know, cause that, that absolutely matters, you know, whether, whether you're talking about your marriage, you're talking about your relationship with your kids, mm-hmm. people, people evolve, people, people change, people grow. And if you're not yeah. growing, you're dying. Right. You know, we have a choice in this life. Uh, once we're born, our, our clock has begun. And you can look at it as our, our time is is marching on or our time is running out. Like the choice is yours as to how your perspective or how you're going to choose to exist in this world. You can spend your life dying, remembering the old things, or you can spend your life living it. And you can you can just live in every in every moment and in every season. I was talking to somebody one time this uh, who was a, a sweet old man. And he'd been married for 50 years. And I asked him this question because he'd been married for 50 years. And I'm like, we don't ask you a question. And he's like, yeah, what? I said, all right. How often do you tell your wife that you love her? And he said, Matt, I told her once. And if anything changes, I'll let her know. (laughs) And I thought, that is, how have you been married for 50 years? How in the world have you been married for 50 years? And uh, because like there's you just we, there's stuff that you need to do when you're in relationship with somebody. There needs to be encouragement. There needs to be affirmation. There needs to be the love. And, and just because you told somebody one time, it doesn't mean that that, you know, that's a continued statement. That's just a that's just a I put it. I love you, et cetera. So that she, if it ever changes, if there's ever like a, any kind of grammatical shift there, I'll let her know. No, no, that's not how this works. And I love the idea. So you're, you're going to take Feli skydiving. I'm going to take her yeah, somewhere. <laughs> I know she's not skydiving, but. <laughs> I'm not going to per- jump out of a perfectly good plane. It's never yeah. going to happen ever. <laughs> Amanda said, hey, uh, what if we went skydiving together uh, for like a date? And I said, baby, I'll tell you what, if you want to go skydiving, you go skydiving. I will hold your purse like a man and I will stand on the ground and I'll watch you and I'll be cheering you on. And she's like, you wouldn't go with me. I said, no. And it was, (laughs) there was a word I put in front of the no that I'm not going to share on the podcast. (laughs) But if you, if you read your Bible, it, you know, it's used Hades, um, Sheol. There are words that describe it uh, (laughs) in the Bible, but I'm not about, I'm all about doing the new, new. I can say it for you. But not about the skin. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. Uh, I'm all about the new, new. But I'm not. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to die. Um, and she's oh, like, well, yeah. it, you know, people. It's not the parachute that kills you; it saves you. Okay, that's great. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It, it's the falling that I don't like. Yeah. But I, I, I got to do it someday. I, I don't know when, but I mean, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be there, bro. I'll hold all the purses. I'll, I'll <laughs> eat a snack and you guys could all just do it together. It'd yeah. be great. I'll be like, you guys are doing big things. <laughs> what are you so scared of when it comes to skydiving? You know, it's, um, it's the falling. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else has a problem with falling from 10,000 feet in the air. Um, but I feel 
that um, there is a logic, <laughs> there is a logic that keeps me from jumping out of an airplane. And, uh, you know, if you do that for a living, if you, if you do that in any way, shape or form, more power to you, man. That's awesome. Is it a, like a lack of, or a fear of just control? Like you feel like you don't have control of how, where are you going to go? How, where are you going to, how are you going to land? <laughs> when did this turn into the counseling <laughs> session for okay, me? Okay. First of all, Andy's the one who started <laughs> it, man. <laughs> yes, it is absolutely that. It is, it is absolutely, I am not in control. And listen, I, I believe that, that, that God is not finished with me. And for those of you that are out there with passion, Matt, you just need to have more faith, Matt. You just yeah. need to have faith. No, no, I have faith. And he's not, and I believe he's not through with me, but that doesn't mean that I want to use Paul as my example and get shipwrecked and burned and beat up and, and bit by a viper. Like, I don't want to put myself in positions yeah. that would tempt the situation. I find I, your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I thank you, Lord Vader. I think this is a good segue into, into my next, uh, possibly last point, but next point, <laughs> I don't know. Um, got, the, the verse says, behold, I am doing a new thing. Right. Um, I think it's important for us to know um, that we can't go chasing new things all the time because of this now. So this, is, this doesn't mean like, hey, I'm going to go ch- chase new experiences all the time because God wants me to do new stuff. Right. And so I'm going to hop from here to here to this to this. Hey, uh, God's doing something. That's not what this is saying. Right. And, and so that's why I read, behold, I I think it's important for us to seek the Lord, to see what he's doing new, not what we're trying to do new. Yeah, that's because good. we can pursue a bunch of things that are new and fun and exciting and exhilarating. And but but God's not saying you pick stuff to do that's new and, and you do them like go here now, go do that. And it's not even really about doing. Yeah. Um, it's about seeking the Lord, listening to him. What is he doing that's new in my life? Yeah. And, and that could be as simple as he's taking me to a deeper level in my devotion. He's doing a new thing. Yeah. You're not going anywhere. You're not hopping for to another church or another business. Like God is wanting you to go deeper. He's going to do a new work inside of you. Yeah, that's good. And so I think it's important for, for our listeners to understand, like, it's not always going to be like this new thing that you even experience with your own eyes ex- externally. It may be something that he's doing inside of you that's new. Yeah. And he's bringing forth a new thing. That's so um, good. We didn't really talk about the wilderness and the, and the rivers and the desert, man. We did good stuff. We didn't. It is good stuff. And I think, I think what, I mean, this is such a good scripture. We can even yeah. bring it back and we can share yeah, some more chicken absolutely. scratch at, uh, on another time. And I, yeah. I would just leave it with this as, as you know, Daniel yeah. had mentioned, you know, you were talking about, um, it's, it's God doing a new thing. Yeah. And, and, and the best way to do that is to com- make sure that we're conversing with him, communing with him, building relationship yeah. with him. Um, because the question that he asks is, do you not perceive it? Yeah. So it begins with our it begins with our perception, our discernment, and the only way that that grows is through the Spirit, and we need to spend more time with Him. And so, instead of becoming a prisoner of any moment, trust God that the next season is going to be greater than the last, because God is about that new, new. That's what He's about, man. This was this was fun today, man. I really, really uh, excited every time we get together. Make sure you follow us on social media. Find us on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit that bell for notifications so you can find out when new episodes drop. Other than that, go love like Jesus. We're out.